0: This is Jamal Ali of Blacknificent TV, where the magnificence of Blackness lives. Today, we want to talk about a serious subject, a serious ideal, a serious tool in the hands of those who continue to exploit Africa. You may or may not have heard of the word, but simply put, it is is neo-colonialism. Neo-colonialism defines the use of economic, political, cultural, or other pressures of control or influence on other countries, especially former dependencies. It is the continuation of the economic model of colonialism after a colonized territory has achieved formal political independence. And I say formal, that is the optimum word here because most of these countries never really achieve independence we just got to be real about that they are always under the thumb of the colonizer and today the physical chains have been taken off and the economic chains have been put on and we call that neo-colonialism okay so neo-colonialism is a control of less developed countries by developed countries through indirect means, very, very subtle. So you don't see the chains, but they are there. So Africa is being exploited today just as she was before. But it's neocolonialism versus colonialism, where you overpower a country and exploit them economically through the use of force and other means. So it is the United States and other developed countries that that ensure the subordination of developing countries like Africa. So basically you have a group of powerful countries that are more developed gang up on a country that's less developed and exploit them for the use of their raw materials. So the result of neocolonialism is that foreign capital is used for the exploitation rather than the development of the less developed parts of the world. So investments under neocolonialism increases rather than decreases the gap between the rich and the poor. So it seems like a good thing when they come in and they, they build hospitals for you, they build roads for you, they build the infrastructure. And it is a good thing on a, a certain level. But the result ends up being exploitation. It's just exploitation. So that's why it's very difficult, difficult for Africa to come out under from under the forces of the colonial powers as we speak. Okay. So neo how does it how does it affect africa it's no secret that africa is wallowing in extreme poverty in many cases in many countries when you have a country that where where for instance in sierra leone i think the the monthly income there is 100 dollars per month 100 us dollars per month think about that now 100 us dollars per month so sierra leone is wallowing in extreme poverty There's some great looking parts of the country, but overall its economy is suffering. I think in the Gambia, the median income per month is three to $400 per month. So we in the outside world, you know, here in America, you may go out and spend three, $400 on a weekend, just partying, eating chicken wings and drinking beer and entertaining yourself whereas that is the monthly income in some other countries, okay? So Africa is wallowing in extreme poverty, well behind other developing nations in Asia and South America and centuries behind the Western civilizations that are the United States and Europe, which are the main benefactors of the neocolonialism. Africa is deep in debt, hunger, diseases, illiteracy. Its school systems are terrible because they're woefully underfunded, by design, and there's much civil strife. And many argue that the condition in Africa is in fact far worse today than it was at the end of the colonialism under the European nations in the 60s and 70s. When you observe some of the living conditions of the rapidly growing population, it is apparent that this may actually be the case. We We can see that living conditions are worse now, but we must reiterate that, Neo-colonialism is not over as such. See, we're under the impression that colonialism ended. And in a sense it did, but it just became neo-colonialism. So colonialism is still there, right? But it's it's in a a subtle form, neo-colonialism. So it's merely a new form of colonialism. By the same Western countries, masked under the pretext of economic support for Africa, the pretext is of economic support for Africa, directly enforced or institutionalized in the World Bank, International Monetary Fund, and the World Trade Organization. These policies enforced on poor African countries through these organizations have chained Africa to continued dependence on Western economies for mere subsistence by preventing self-help to the continent's economic problems. The same policies seem to favor a trade imbalance to the already wealthy Western economies over the struggling ones in Africa. In other words, the, the other economies, the Western economies always get the larger end of the stick, always in these economic uh, exploits, exploitive positions and transactions. So this economic colonization of Africa has done and continues to do as much damage to the continent as the imperial colonialism and its aftereffects did. So saying that Africa is currently in an economic crisis is probably a great understatement. In, In many countries, basic infrastructure is dilapidated. Economic growth is minimal. Access to basics like food, health, and education are sparse and expensive. And the list goes on and on and on. So the Western countries, much of which was acquired to fight the economic hardships, but have obviously failed to make any market improvement in the the situation, because it always benefits the Western countries. There are many arguments as to the cause of current economic crisis in Africa from, Africa, from political instability to underdeveloped human resources, to the oil crisis of 1973, and 1974, to the increased government spending after the colonial period, to inheritance of poor colonial economic systems and trade practices, to the sole dependence on primary industries, and many more. So all these points are, are, are to a great extent, valid but how the situation has been handled has resulted more to maintaining the status quo or worsening the situation altogether as the rest of the world looked on, if not directly benefit. So the African debt problem is the biggest hindrance to any possible solutions to the overall economic crisis. You know, and this is ironic because the purpose of the loans in the first place was to help alleviate economic hardships in the receiving countries. But most African countries were in debt almost as soon as they gained independence. So the amount of debt has been constantly rising since then. So current African governments spend huge chunks of their annual revenue just to service loans. These lopsided loans from China and other countries. Money that could quite, you know, could quite uh, be used to develop their, their economies, but they're spending it on debt versus development. So the, it's a serious problem in, in Africa's inability to service this debt. So it's like you go down to the, to the payday loan, right? You're in dire straits, so you get go get a loan. And you get $100, and they charge you 100% interest on it. So you owe back $200. Now, you had to borrow $100 because you didn't have it to begin with, but now you owe back 200 You only got $25 a month coming in. So in this particular example, you never get to the point where you can pay off the existing loan because it continues to rise from an interest standpoint. So the $100 becomes $200, the $200 becomes $400, the $400 becomes $800, and you still only got $25 a a month coming in. So you're never able, able to service the debt. And as a result, whatever you pond in or whatever you put up for collateral, the company ends up owning that particular uh, instrument. So in this particular case, Africa is in dire straits to these companies who loan them money. So they control them and they set up puppet governments or regimes. They put people in place because the country has uh, very little uh, wherewithal to say no you can't do that because they're in debt they're in debt they can not and so if you can't feed yourself and I come in and give you a meal that comes with conditions that you you're going to give me half of your house now because I'm feeding you since you can't feed yourself I'm going to provide you with meals three days uh, three, three times a day seven days a week But you got to give up half of your house. And so this is a, a, a simple example, but this is a scenario that goes on in Africa all the time. This is why Africa has a almost impossible time of coming up out of the gutter of debt to be able to develop herself. And so as a result, she continues to get loans after loans after loans after loans in order to pay off the first loan, the second loan, the third loan, the fourth loan, but now you still got the fifth loan. So you're in no better position than than you were in before. You're just surviving. All the while the companies and the countries that are loaning you the money are thriving. So this is the result of neo-colonialism. It's almost as worse as colonialism. You just exchange the physical chains for now the financial chains, the mental chains, the spiritual chains, chains. So neocolonialism is a serious, wicked, devilish tool that keeps Africa in a subservient position. And how is she going to come out of it? Well, in my opinion just a couple of ways the only way it's going to happen is just just a couple of ways one is that the original debts can be forgiven and africa will have a chance those particular countries will have a chance to start anew start fresh that's unlikely to happen well can you just forgive half the loan that will help that is unlikely to happen the more plausible or feasible approach is for Africans on the di- in, in the diaspora, particularly those in America, to come with their financial resources, come with their intellectual property, and help build Africa. There are more black billionaires in the world now than ever before. In fact, out of the 22 supposedly uh, black millionaires in the world, or 15, I'm sorry, um, f- nine of them are on the African continent. What are they doing to help Africa? Some of them are doing some 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 pretty powerful things, but we we got nine billionaires you, you, in fifty-four countries. They can't do it all. So there are Africans in America, many African families in America that are not billionaires but they're worth 300 400 500 700 million dollars and these types of things but they're not going to Africa to in, in in invest and to inject the the into the economy their wealth the sad story is that, is, is that people like you and I hard working people who have had some money to invest it's certainly not in in the millions or the hundreds of millions but we go to Africa and we want to go to Africa and we take what we have, whether it's 20,000, 100,000, 150,000, whatever it is, and we, we go there and we invest. While the mega rich just hang out on their yachts, hang out in the best parts of the world, eat the best food, but they have no intent of going to Africa and offering some financial resources and this is pretty sad so we just want to understand the the power of neo-colonialism and why it's so difficult for africa to move beyond where she is so when you look at the debt that's being created by these particular loans well, it's from china oh here's another thing france one of the major colonizers takes on average $500 billion from the African uh, revenues on a yearly basis from the 14 countries or so that they have colonized, 500 billion, okay? 500 billion because of these lopsided loan agreements and the pure exploitation of Africa, the pure, and, and, and you have to instill and install your guy as the puppet master, as the president of these particular countries in order for this, for, this to, for this to happen. So there's a lot going on there. There's a lot that needs to change. We have to look at neocolonialism for what it is. It's a serious evil tool that most of us has no, have no clue that is going on. And we wonder why Africa is in the position that she's in today. So we have to come with our with our money, we have to come with our our intellect, we have to come with our skill set, and we have to come with our with our love and our passion and our energy for Africa. And if we don't do it quickly, Africa as we know it will never be the same because others are digging in, whether they're the Chinese or the Europeans in in the United States, they're digging in deeply to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger chunks of Africa. While the Africans are just laying by the wayside, half asleep, don't know what the hell is going on. It's a pretty sad situation, y'all. So let's wake up, let's wake up. Let's understand neocolonialism and what we have to do to combat neocolonialism for the benefit of those countries in Africa and for the benefit of the, uh, the continent at large. So this has been Jamal Ali, just a quick hit today. Uh, Jamal Ali of Blacknificent TV, where the magnificence of blackness lives. But make no mistake, there are those who would rather have the magnificence of blackness never shine, to never have its impact on the world. And we as black people, we cannot, we cannot, we cannot let that happen. Peace and love. Until the next time, Hotep.